quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I asked my Instagram following... What do I do on my podcast? I'm at the last. I talked about everything. All I do is talk and talk. Um, what what can I share? And I had someone write to me and say, how do we get out the door when we don't have time to listen to the tantrum or the feelings when we have to leave, we have to go to work, and there's no way in which we can listen to the tantrums or the feelings? Yikes. That's not an easy one. It's a really tough one. And that's why I thought I would tackle it. And I think a lot of people will probably be tuning in for this one because we've all been there where we're so freaked out because we have to get somewhere and our kid is totally dysregulated. And what do we do? Here's what I have to say. First of all, if you know you have to leave at a certain time and you have to be to work and your kids have to be to school, then we really have to make sure that we're getting up extra early to get everything done because if we try to do things too in too short of a time period, we really set ourselves up for failure. So I'd say getting up early is one thing. Two is how are we coming to this interaction with our kids? Are we rushing? Are we nervous? Are we dysregulated ourselves? Because I find when I am not doing well, that ekes out onto my kids. So I had to get both of my kids out of the house together the other day before eight because I had a meeting at eight and I was like, you guys, you got you to go, like you have to go. And Esme didn't want to take her sister and she thought she was going to be late and she was upset about it. And why didn't I, how come I couldn't take her and why would I have a meeting at eight o'clock? And she's having like a mini tantrum. And I could feel my heart start to race and I could feel my face start to get hot. And I thought, oh boy, no, 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 no this is not where I want to be. No, no, no. So I walked away and I had to regroup. And I said to myself in the mirror in the bathroom, like, just be calm. If you're a few minutes late to your meeting, it's okay. You, everyone will live. And I always tell myself that because, and not that I strive to be late because I'm not a late person at all. But I always tell myself, it's okay if I'm a few minutes late because it's better than having a full on explosion in the house. So I came back a little more regulated and I listened to her. I said, I know, I know you didn't want to take her. I I understand. It's a bummer. I I appreciate it. And I know this meeting is not the most ideal time. I get it. And I tried to empathize as much as I could. And I did end up getting them out the door now. It's It's not always that simple. Mine was that day. But if you come with the right mindset, you are going to be more successful. So trying to find your own calm mindset, telling yourself, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can to be on time by getting up early, getting things done that I need to get done and 
really backing into this. If I need to leave at 8.15, I need to get up at 6.30 because that's going to be enough time for me and really planning it out and not just flying by the seat of our pants as parents is not going to work, especially with little kids who, you know, little kids have two to three tantrums a day. That's kind of what they're supposed to have. So you have to expect that it's going to happen. Now, the other thing is with leaving to go somewhere and often when it's leaving to go to work and the kids are going to school or daycare or whatever it is, they know that there's going to be a big separation and they probably don't like that. So if they've been sleeping all night and then you get up and you're rushing to get them out and you're like, do this, do that, do this, we got pressure, hurry up, blah, 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 then that's very disconnecting. And then they're going to a disconnected kind of experience at school. Sure, they like their teachers and their friends, but it's not the caretaker experience, their own primary caretaker. They've had no connection piece, not since the night before. And maybe they went to bed with no connection piece. And maybe the last connection piece they had was the day before or even several days before. So if you're not building in connection into your world on a regular basis, you really are setting yourself up to have more of these experiences. If you are using connection on a regular basis, two to three times a day, with empathy, with special time, with setting limits, with all the tools, then you will have an easier time in these morning episodes where you're trying to get out the door. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy copays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Now, if you know that morning is hard and you're, this child is always, always has a hard time in the morning, then you have to find an individual connection piece for that child. Is it sitting and having a thumb war? Is it a special time? Is it you guys are playing as a family? What are you doing that's connective in that morning piece? Because like I said, they're in bed all night and maybe even the day before they haven't had connection. And now you're trying to rush through and a morning experience and push them off to another disconnected experience. It's going to be really hard for them. They're going to push back and they're going to have feelings and they're going to be upset. So 
Are you planning to have a connection piece in your morning? You should. I used to get up 20 minutes, 30 minutes early every single day for I don't know how long, from the time Esme was five until the time she went to high school, I think. We got up 20 minutes every day and we did some sort of playtime. And I swear that saved our mornings. It made everything better. There has to be some connection. I also believe in a connection plan. So really thinking in your head like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get to each kid and do hugs and kisses and snuggles in the morning. And I'm going to say, good morning. How are you? And really have a little connection piece. We're going to have breakfast together where everyone's putting their phones away and we're all focused on having a meal together. And then can we transition to play? And then can we do all of our chores? Are you getting all this connection piece in before you do your chores? So that used to be kind of our routine is that we would do those three connected pieces and my kids would go to school happy. Now, did we have our moments where people were melting down? Absolutely. Did we have sibling fights where people were melting down? Absolutely. Did I have one the other day? Yes. (laughs) With Esme and Pia and trying to get them out, it was not a smooth morning. But for the most part, things go really well. So We're obligated to supply our child with many different touchstone points of connection. And those ones in the morning are very important because they've come off a big disconnection and they're going into a big disconnection. So this is the pillar of connection that, that bridges those two experiences. And then again, when they come home, you know, they are disconnected. So what are you doing to get connected to them when they get home. For Pia and I, it was wrestling for years. We would wrestle every day after school and it would help her re-regulate and reset her whole body. And then we would have special time later on. So I was doing a lot of connection. It was, that was kind of my plan. It was get up in the morning, snuggles, breakfast, then it was playtime, then it was after school, it was wrestling, then it was special time for each child, then it was dinner time altogether with no phones, and then it was nighttime, you know, books in bed and the whole thing, which was connective as well. And so I really had all these pieces in place. Now I don't have so many pieces anymore because now I've got the 17 and a half year old and 14 and a half year old, but I try to find one big piece a day to sink in with those ladies. And I do the morning one. I get up with them in the morning and I get into their rooms and say hello and hug and kiss. And and I try to have breakfast with whoever wants to eat breakfast with me. Some people, some people don't eat breakfast. Like Esme, she doesn't really like breakfast. Pia will eat breakfast with me. I drive Pia to school. So we have that connection piece. And then after school, I try to find a 20-minute time slot with them. And now it's a, bu- a lot harder because they're so busy, but I work really hard to try to make that happen. And if I can't make it happen every day, I definitely make it happen every other day. So finding where your connection pieces are and really connecting with your child will help alleviate when you have those big icky tantrums in the morning because you're building in connection. So if you know this child is always having a hard time in the morning getting ready and putting their shoes on and they are constantly melting down, then you want to place connection right before you think that might happen. But even with all that planning and even with all that connection, you're still going to have a morning or two where people are going to have big feelings at 8.15 when you're trying to get in the car. And so what do you do? Well, first of all, you have to have all those other pieces in place because if you don't have all those other pieces in place, you're never going to win this game. (laughs) Never. So you have to have all those other pieces in place before you can try this stuff. And I know I say that a lot, but it's true. These things that I give you in the moment things are just to put out fires. They're not the full picture of connection. So in the moment, can you use play? Can you be like, oh, silly little girls who don't want to put their shoes on are going to have to get 
7,000 kisses or let me see that shoe. Let me see that jacket. Oh, I love that jacket. Let me try to put it on. Can you play through their dysregulation? If you can't, and if you've tried that and then they're fully melting down, you can say to them, I know I, I really want to listen to your feelings, but I can't listen to your feelings right now. We'll listen to your feelings when, you, when we get home. That is a last ditch effort. I don't like saying that to my kids. I don't want everyone saying that all the time because it feels like then if you that becomes your go-to, then you're never listening to feelings, right? And sure, there's going to be times when you can't and that's just the way it is, but don't make that your primary tool. Please use the other tools that are so much more helpful and so much more preventative and so much more connected than that, to be really honest. So if you have to say like, I can't listen to your feelings and I'll listen to them when I get home, that tantrum will be waiting for you. It really will. It's Those feelings are still in there. So you have to try to get them out when you do see your child. And can you set the limit and have them cry? Can you get them to laughter? What can you do to help them process those feelings? But those feelings will still be there. So just telling them like, I'll listen to it later doesn't mean they're gone forever. You actually do have to listen to them later and you have to help them process those feelings. So there's a lot in this whole little episode. I hope it was helpful, but I think that the main idea is really how do you build connection in your world? And if you've built connection in your world and you really are sticking to the ideas and tools of connection, it will help alleviate many of these difficult moments. But when you do have the difficult moment, you still have that parachute of saying like, can't listen to your feelings or coming with blank. Okay. I hope this episode was helpful. If you do have an opportunity to leave a rating or review on Spotify or on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. It helps us keep the podcast visible so that we can keep this podcast going because this podcast is a lot of work. (laughs) It takes a lot of time and takes my sweet editor, Steve, a lot of time to edit it. And you know, we're, we're using a lot of our resources. So in order to replenish our resources, Lots of people look at our ratings and reviews to decide, you know, if we're a viable podcast. And so the more ratings and reviews that we have, the better we do. If you have an opportunity, I would be so grateful. And thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. And I will see you guys next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.